Hi everyone and welcome back to the Kids Are Not Alright, a light-hearted sister-run podcast about family separation and all the messy bits in between. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Kids Are Not Alright. Today we've invited Harry Kirsch, um, a video producer and fellow adult child of divorce, um, who is here to speak about, you know, going through the holiday seasons as an adult child of divorce, something that we've really been, uh, I guess, struggling with or trying to grasp how to deal with. And so we're very, very happy to hear his thoughts on it because he's a bit more seasoned than we are. Um, Welcome to the show, Harry. Thanks for having me. I've been listening for a while. Really great resource. Obviously used to work with Sophia, so it's nice to uh, get back in touch as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you, Harry, for for joining us. Um, and yeah, the holidays. Um, in my eyes, I used to, you know, really look forward to this time of year. Um, after all, we are German and are obsessed with all things Christmas. Um, and have you know very strong Christmas traditions. Uh, every year, even though we lived abroad, uh, my mom really made sure we had all the Christmas traditions with us. So that was really nice. But yeah, ever since our parents' separation, I think it's become a lot more difficult. As you know, Harry, um, I think we've had a few conversations. Um, as I was kind of going through the years, yeah, it, it's difficult. I think for me in many ways because just like the logistics of it and figuring out you know what you do like that's just like the very the very basic uh uh issue I think and then obviously on the actual day it kind of just being a reminder that uh, we are kind of no longer the the family that that we used to be and and that our past traditions look you know different now um so yeah I'm I'm curious um Harry I guess maybe it it'd be best just to start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and and your experience um with your parents divorce and and what the holiday season I guess used to look like for you sure yeah so uh as you said I'm Harry Cash I'm 28 I'm a video producer based in London so my family situation I'm the eldest of three siblings I have a middle brother and then a youngest sister um, my parents had a, a pretty drawn out and quite messy divorce that started around 2013 or 14 and wasn't really legally resolved until 2017, 2018. It's been very difficult for myself um, and my siblings in various ways. But I will say, I think in recent times, we have all kind of found our own peace with it. And I would say are in a pretty good place right now. Obviously, that does get challenged slightly during the holidays, like you say. I think one thing that's a weird and difficult adjustment at times is the holidays going from something that you really look forward to and really love to something which, yeah, well, you still might look forward to elements of it, definitely bring their own stresses with them as well. So that is a difficult adjustment. Well, I guess, you, you know, you are from London, but I know that your parents have two different fates. Um, how how has that kind of played into to your holidays? Uh, what did they used to look like and, and what do they kind of look like now? Yeah, so I'm currently living in London, but I grew up in Kent. Um, I am, as you said, from a split faith household. So my mum was raised Christian. My dad was raised Jewish. Um, Neither of them practiced super, I guess I was going to say religiously, almost pun intended, uh, these days. But that's definitely where the kind of like origins came from. Um, So growing up, uh, the holidays were quite fun because in a way I kind of had the best of both worlds. We'd usually observe Christmas and then also observe Hanukkah as well. Uh, which was great because you'd kind of get uh, almost like a double presence situation going on, um, yeah. <laughs> which is always the uh, the dream. 
Uh, I think obviously with the divorce, things um, changed quite a lot. Generally speaking, the setup that we have nowadays is that uh, we will have some kind of Christmas celebration with my mum and then also a kind of separate Hanukkah celebration with my dad. There's kind of like pros and cons to both of these things, I think, um, in a way that I guess in one sense, I'm avoiding that whole who do I spend Christmas with this year dilemma because I don't necessarily have to pick and choose in that regard. But also, you know, I'm still having to try and please both people being aware that others might not be exactly happy with the arrangements or while I'm hanging out with one set of parents, I'm not hanging out with the other. So there's definitely some challenges there as well. Yeah, I think one of the things around the planning piece, so like logistically, obviously, you know, that's something that has to be planned ahead of time, which we've now done. And I think the most awkward part for us was to then share with the parent who we're not spending it with, like, listen, we're kind of going to be spending the holidays with the other person. Um, and so I think one of my biggest concerns is when I'm with the family that I am with during the holidays, that I'm not maybe fully present at all times because a part of me will still be thinking about the parent who's not there and what they're doing. And it's kind of just kind of a call, you know? And so I think what would be really interesting for me is, did you have a similar experience initially in terms of like just being really able to enjoy that moment? And if yes, what were some of the strategies that you had to to cope with that? Yeah, I think it definitely has some challenges. Um, I'd say... I guess I can split that into like the logistics of planning mm. where you're going to be and then also still being able to be present and enjoy where you are yeah. kind of when the time comes as well. Um, again, I, I think I avoid some of the logistical questions because yeah. of the split faith household, but still face some of those. Um, this year, my siblings and I are actually going to all stay in London for Christmas, which is the first time we've been doing that. So in a sense, we've ended up disappointing both parents, but uh, mm. kind of in a way that hopefully will lend itself to me and my siblings having a nice Christmas because we can kind of like forge some some nutritions as well. I think it's hard for me to give advice exactly because I haven't been in that position, but I think just generally speaking, things that I've learned in terms of communicating with your parents post the divorce uh, are just to be pretty honest, pretty upfront, get things ahead of time, kind of like penciled in, uh, and also just to try and remove as much emotion as you can from at least that initial communication with them so obviously if you are going to spend christmas with like your mum's side of the family this year rather than your dad's make sure you get that in nice and early and you just say look we've decided like this year this is what we're going to do here's why we're going to do it it's logistically going to be easier for us we live closer to that side of the family or you know there's something going on that means that we can't be too far away so this is what we're going to do this year next year we'll try and balance it out if that's like something that you can do so I think yeah. being pretty clear and, and direct with your communication is is really helpful. Um, I don't know how you guys have been able to navigate that this year, if that's sort of vaguely relevant to what you've been up to. First of all, I would kind of would just like to touch on the logistical side, because I think that's something that if you're if you're older and your parents divorce, you actually have to deal with. Whereas maybe if yeah. you're younger and if you're a child, like it gets dealt for you like you like I don't know the parents will decide and 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 will I sort it out whereas I think what kind of puts us in this unique slash difficult position is the fact that we're older is the fact that we're also having our own lives we kind of need to navigate you know expectations and 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 yeah communication as you said Harry and I think um yeah that was new to me because 
I never had to make these decisions. I just went along mm. with the flow. You know, every Christmas it was my mom decorated the house and when we were kids and we had Christmas and it was great. A hundred percent. And to be completely honest as well, I think, you know, in a way I'm quite consumed with how I'm feeling about the holiday season because it's very triggering for me. But I also tend to forget that it might be triggering for our parents as well. And, you know, like maybe it's actually worth having an open dialogue from both sides around that. I don't know. That's just just to add on to what Sophia was saying there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's helpful. I also I think you're right, Sophia, in that it's a tough to be an adult child of divorce around the holidays, because like you say, the mm. kind of emphasis almost feels like it's on you to make these decisions, which mm. I think is kind of unfair because you're being handed a pretty impossible situation and being asked to try and do something that will, I guess, try and please everyone in the ideal world, which is not possible most of the time. I think one thing that might come up when I talk about my experience is, is a feeling of guilt. And I think that's something that's kind of put onto us kind of unfairly when we have to make these decisions because we know we're going to be disappointing someone. Uh, and I think I can talk a bit more about this, but like, I think it's okay to be selfish in these situations sometimes as well. I think it's okay to consider your own needs, what's going to make you the happiest as a child in this situation, and then to follow that. Because yeah. I think the reality is when I look at Christmas now, I see it as like an evolving thing. Like it's not that set tradition that you had or that set holiday that you had you know it has to continue to be evolved and there's a beauty in that yes and I understand the concept of people saying create your own traditions like figure out your own way and I I understand all of that theoretically that makes a lot of sense to me but I just don't see it as like this stable black and white thing I think people underestimate what that actually entails and there's a lot of emotion behind that and so maybe that's a great lead way into the next part of the conversation which is really about dealing with those emotions what really comes up for you throughout the season um, and how do you work through those yeah that's, it's a massive mix it's a very complicated mix um, I think I've already touched upon guilt which definitely happens um, I know that you know my dad might not observe Christmas particularly closely but also I don't want him to be alone on Christmas day uh, even if you know like I say he's not observing the kind of religious reasons no one really wants to be alone on Christmas um, I think even this year, like you say, when we're kind of trying to do a London Christmas with just myself and my siblings, I'm really looking forward to that in some ways, but I know I'm going to be disappointing my mum. And we're mostly doing this for just logistic reasons, because my sister has to work like Christmas Eve, Boxing Day. It was just very difficult to get down there, and it's a bit tricky for them to get into London as well. So there's a lot of guilt there, basically, in disappointing people. Um, I think with the guilt factor, it really, again, it's, it's this notion of being selfish but like kind of in a good way and kind of in a way that you know is okay because we're being asked to like I say deal with the situation that ultimately wasn't our fault and we're being asked to make the best of it which I don't think is fair um so you do have to just keep reminding yourself that yeah actually you know I'm gonna have to do what I want I can't please everyone therefore I might as well please myself and the people who are closest to me who I care about which is difficult and it's difficult to reconcile that I think there's also almost like a sort of grieving process and I'm sure like this comes up a lot but grieving what you once had in terms of the Christmas and the sort of like perceived stability I know it's easy to look through like rose-tinted goggles when you're talking about the past because I'm sure things you know might not have been rosy I'm sure people still had arguments at Christmas time and not everything was great but at least you know you're all a big family unit and it's easy to be nostalgic for that so yeah you're definitely mourning to a degree like the loss of, of what you had and again like I say trying to build new traditions it's a nice it's a nice idea and it's definitely something that I'm trying to do myself with my siblings but yeah it's not always easy I think trying to find one of those that 
you can continue even without you know the entire family unit there just to bring a sense of familiarity can be really helpful as well yeah yeah I'm like you I like the grieving thing I, I grieve it less but I think kind of the main feeling that I get is sadness like I'm just really sad and like it's really annoying because it's meant to be like such a joyful time but like I do just have like quite a a sense of sadness and I I don't think Eliana correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think I have not cried on a Christmas Eve <laughs> like it's it, I've always shed some sort of of tears you know like as a result of kind of it being different um but yeah like you said I, I'm not rejecting the new traditions like I'm I'm happy to do those and like also the fact that um you know, we're doing it in a different place this year. We're not in our in our home, which if you listen to our other episodes, uh, it was sold earlier this year. Um, so it's like quite a big change for us as well. But there's part of me that, you know, is mourning that. But then there's also part of me that's really excited for the for the new like adult traditions. And what you said, also, Harry, with your siblings, like I think we're very lucky that we have a close relationship with our siblings and that yeah. that's always yeah. an option. Um, And like I, I look forward to hanging out with my sisters this Christmas as well, Um, because many, you know, there's a lot of people who have maybe a differing opinion to their siblings about their parents separation and maybe are taking different sides and just complicates it a lot more don't really know where I was going with this but <laughs> essentially just wanting to say that I I do feel a lot of sadness on Christmas still unfortunately yeah, I, I think that's fair I think you often hear like or maybe when you were younger you heard the kind of term like oh you know the holidays are some of the hardest times of the year and it can be a bit confusing when you're a kid and you're like what do you mean like I, I love the holidays yeah it's the but, best time ever they're <laughs> great but then as you grow older and obviously, you know, life has a lot of challenges, divorce being one of them. People, you know, might lose people who are close to them. And yeah. I think the holidays really are a time where, yeah, like you're kind of expected to be sharing them with all of these people that you love and do all of these things and be happy as well. And it's not always possible to be happy, uh, even at the times when we might want to be, you know, like Christmas time. So, yeah, I think the sadness is completely normal. I've definitely felt that too. Um Give yourself space like on the day, you know, you say Christmas Eve might be difficult for you. Give yourself space. Like if you need to take yourself off for half an hour, just have some chill time in your room. Like that's fine as well. I think the pressure to, again, be okay, be strong. I felt this a lot as the oldest sibling over the years. The pressure to kind of be strong and to carry on for everyone else um, can really take its toll on you. And after a while, it just ends up causing more harm than good. I don't know how it is for you but like I that the memory of our first Christmas without our father being there is like still gut-wrenching to this day for me like it was such a hard time that very first Christmas where it left a gap like there was like a hole like it just didn't feel complete combined with like not knowing what he was doing that evening combined with the knowledge that in a time that was very special for us he didn't seem to care enough to even make an effort and like that memory will never leave me. Um, and I think the only way that I coped during that time also as the eldest was to be like, right, like we have to try to keep this as similar as possible so that it's not too uncomfortable, just that he's not there. So we actually did all the same things that we would normally. And I think that made it so much harder, like in hindsight. And I am so happy that we are now doing something different, actually, because it kind of gives a sense of control maybe a little bit again 
um, for you to shape your own experience. But, you know, what would your advice be to other children of divorce that may be struggling during this time of the year then? I think there's a few things. Um, yeah, I guess to just touch upon something you said uh, a short while ago in terms of, yeah, like Christmas and the holidays can be a really evolving situation. Mm. Um, I think new traditions are good. And I think in the same way that, you know, evolutions can bring problems, they can also make things better because forming these new traditions does take time. Like tradition by definition is something that happens over the course of time. So going into your first Christmas, maybe without parents and trying to completely overhaul everything or like you say, or even just trying to maintain old traditions might feel really weird, but given enough time, that will become a new thing. It'll become a new tradition. And that's really something that you can have ownership of that can bring you comfort and stability. Again, I've mentioned in guilt a lot again, like it's for me has been a really freeing thing, which is basically trying to shrug this feeling of guilt that you have around disappointing one or both parents or other people in the family around yeah if you ultimately have to make a decision that is in your self-interest in terms of I know that going to either one of my parents this year is going to cause me a lot of emotional distress therefore I might actually not do that and I know I'm going to be upsetting my parents I might be upsetting my siblings but I think really trying to explain to people why that's happening again rationalize it make sure that people understand why you're doing it and that it's not personal it's just like a thing that you have to do for yourself um, and just be a little bit selfish sometimes I think can be good yeah, I think it's also hard, like, especially with our, I was just having this thought while you were talking about making plans, Harry, of like, I am kind of in an age where like, I obviously don't have children of my own. And but I'm I'm an adult, but then also like, I'm still kind of relying on my family, my, you know, my support system. And it's kind of weird, because it's like, obviously, I don't want to spend Christmas alone, like I want to spend it with a family. And I feel like right now, that is my my OG family <laughs> um even if it's complicated or difficult to organize um but then I can imagine maybe touching on what you said Eliana previously like when we're older and we kind of have families of our own it is quite nice to just like have that then there um but then obviously also difficult to navigate to decide where to bring the kids etc but um yeah I think kind of choosing what you feel most comfortable with is a really good piece of advice because I like I'm learning that with time <laughs> uh, because I'm a people pleaser. People have heard it many times. And, you know, it's very hard for me to to kind of make decisions for myself in that sense. Um, I think, yeah, everyone has that urge, like you say, particularly after a divorce to try and people please. And ultimately just, yeah, it's quite a freeing realization sometimes to just realize actually that's kind of not possible. And therefore, if I'm trying to do that, it's a bit of an exercise in futility, which is going to just end up hurting me and possibly those around me. So it's, it's difficult. I think it's also good to remember, like, you know, you're a person, you might as well please yourself with some of these actions as well, um, which is, again, quite a helpful realization. It's also, it can be a good time post-divorce or finding new traditions, all this stuff. It can be a good time to really step back and reevaluate, like, what it is you enjoy about the holiday period. So for you, like, whether it was yeah. the family time, whether it was the food, whether it was the time off work, like, Try and isolate a few things that you actually did really enjoy. And then when you are looking to kind of shape your holiday experience this year, future years, like try and build it around those. Um, so for me, it's like, yeah, having time with my siblings, having some time off where I can just chill and completely switch my brain off, doing the cooking, that sort of thing as well um, is really great. So again, just try and like make sure you can bake that in, whether that is on your own, whether that's with a parent, 
making sure that yeah it's serving everyone not just the people who you're trying to please yeah I think also for me the Christmas like kind of going through the Christmas period after my parents separation it's really made me like grow up in a sense where like I'm realizing because my whole life I kind of grew up being like this is what my Christmas is gonna look like for the rest of my life you know like it's like such like a core thing and we're gonna cook the exact same food and do the same songs and back in the day we had to like you know perform musical pieces yeah. we would have to like recite a poem or something yeah, Eliana would sing holy night because she has a very good voice like you angelic voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd play a rendition of uh Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on the saxophone um and it's kind of just you know in a way it's not bad that we're changing up those traditions it's just a new thing and as you said like you know taking control of that and and reevaluating being like what do I actually like what do I not like because at the end of the day those are not yeah there are traditions but they were kind of given to us from like passed down from our parents and and seeing you know actually it's totally fine like it's not normal to have this like your whole life like it's obviously going to change like life is hard and changes all the time like and it's normal that Christmas changes um and for me that's been like a really in a way it's like forced me to be like change is good you know like yeah it's shit sometimes and really hard but like it also kind of yeah forces us to to reevaluate things and and see what we want uh we actually want what we don't want if that makes any sense <laughs> yeah it no, does. I think it does I, I hope you still do saxophone Rudolph though I think that's a tradition that <laughs> no. sounds worth keeping <laughs> oh no that saxophone no is- no no we're good <laughs> Harry what what do you think you know your experience as a child of divorce how has it influenced the way that you now approach um actually family dynamics and traditions as a whole for me and this is kind of speaking to personal experience um we've been going to my mum's for Christmas, like I say, um, for the past basically seven years or so, like since since the divorce was really finalized. Um, it's I would say um, it, to a degree it has exposed some like faults, I think, with uh, the new life that we've tried to to build on my mum's side of the family. Um, there have been tensions, there have been arguments at times. Um, so I think really having to be forced in a way to spend that family time. Um, yeah, it, it can actually expose cracks in the kind of like post-divorce relationships that you have, um, which can sometimes just be through no fault of anybody's, but you know, just you're all kind of in the same house for like a week together and these things boil over sometimes. So I think the dynamic has changed a little bit. And But like I say, I think through that, again, it's really given me an opportunity to reflect on the relationships that I have um, with my mom, with her partner, um with the kind of like family time that I was spending around the holidays and so in a way again it's like a a learning experience I think every year is a learning experience this is again the first year that I'm going to be doing it in London with my siblings I'm very excited for it I'm sure it's not going to be you know the smoothest thing ever we'll have to figure out some some kinks but I think it's yeah I think making sure that you're approaching all these things like with an open mind being like yeah like ultimately like my situation isn't perfect now if this if perfect even exists which I'm not sure it does but whatever I'm going to be faced with, I'm going to be open to it. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to take away the things I like. And next year I can just not do the things that I didn't like. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Harry, for talking to us and sharing your wisdom and just um, understanding our pain <laughs> of trying to deal with the holiday <laughs> season. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a pleasure uh, to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. I think... As with a lot of things, but particularly with this, it just helps to know that you're not alone. You're going through the same thing as a lot of other people.
uh, there's safety in numbers. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, if you'll have me back, I'm happy to come back. Yes, always. Um, always. And to all of our listeners out there, um, may the holiday season be yours. Very. <laughs> no, I was going to say yours. To, to... <laughs> really profound then. Oh, basically... sorry. Sorry, I interrupted you. May the holiday season be what you would like it to be. That's what I wanted to nice. say. On your nice. terms, you know. I feel like we should turn that into a sweater. Yeah, merch. This is this is my 2024 this is, plan. This is okay. Yeah, you're right. This is your, your and agenda. Harry, if you have, you know, because Harry also runs a meme page alongside of all his other things. Yeah, if you ever want to come up with memes for us, Harry, just let us know, and and we'll we'll do a collab, and we'll do some, you know, dark humor t-shirt just the spirit t-shirt <laughs> that sounds yeah, great right. I'll, uh, I'll i'll have a think and cook something up for you <laughs> okay well thank you everyone for listening thank you harry for being on um and yeah we have one more episode before the end of the year uh that's already um recorded will probably be out on christmas day so uh tune in and yeah thanks everyone for listening bye everyone bye, bye.